Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter number 15 this evening. John chapter number 15. We tried to go there last week. Tried to move through as quickly and swiftly as we possibly could. But we only got through about one point. Praise God. But that's all right because we can just praise God for uh, what God has given to us. Thankful that we can have joy in the midst of down seasons and dark seasons and difficult times. God can still give us the joy that we need. How do you remember that song as a child? I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Amen. And then uh, what's the other verse? It is, uh, I got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. And then my little girl tried to teach me one that uh, it, it's, it sounds kind of like we have to teach it to Brother Joe because it kind of sounds like you're rapping. How, did, how does it go? I've got the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer way down in the depths of my heart. Ah, I almost got it. I've got the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer way down in the depths of my heart. Okay, praise God. And then, yeah, give me a hand. Hallelujah, that was good. So I'd like to see y'all do that. Amen. But thank God that we can have joy, 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 unspeakable and full of glory. Last week when we began to look at that, begin to look in John chapter number 15, verse number 11, Jesus Christ says this to his disciples, These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Thank God that we have a direct correlation between my joy and his joy. His joy is directly related to my joy. I, have a, I can have joy because of Him. We talked about last week, there's 11 times that this one word abide is used in these first 11 verses when you look through John chapter number 15. And our joy is connected to abiding in Jesus Christ. Staying within and in Him. And, and I'll be honest with you, uh, our joy that we have on this earth and the joy that we consider that we have here is it comes and goes. We think that joy is something, and we relate it to happiness, and that is not true. Joy is something completely different than happiness. There are things that make me happy that do not bring me joy. There are things that uh, bring me joy that may not uh, honestly make me happy, but thank God that we have a joy through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have a joy through knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and abiding and keeping in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I will say this, that uh, there are certain times that our joy is removed from us. You, you understand that the devil tries all his, with, with all that he can to damn our soul to hell. But when we have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, he can't do that. Hallelujah. Once we have been blood-bought, born again into the family of God, he cannot get us to hell. But he can fight us with all that he has. He can fight us to be able to rob us of our joy. He can fight us to rob us of the things that we enjoy and we're so thankful for. But uh, uh, thank God that we have this thing that uh, abiding in Christ that we have. uh, uh, and, And be honest with you, to abide in Christ will deter us from habitual sin. Ooh, that got quiet. I didn't think I was going to get any amens on that one, but... Abiding in Jesus Christ will keep us and deter us from habitual sins. 
As a matter of fact, Isaiah 59 says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. But yet then again, we can go to God, and he has open arms to be able to forgive us. And thank God that he is a God of second chances. Thank God as he is one that will uh, 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 forgive us when we go to, uh, to him, that there's sin that may pop up in our life, and that is going to break our fellowship with God. Why? Because God is not going to fellowship with sin. But thank God that we can be restored. You say, well, well how do you take this, Brother Shane? How are you, uh, which people are you really thinking of? What biblical proof could you possibly have? Well, I think of David. David is a man that had joy in, in the Lord and had joy in salvation, but yet when he sinned in Psalm 51, he actually said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. This is very important to realize that he didn't say, Restore to me my salvation. Because you can't lose that. He didn't say, Restore to me uh, uh, the forgiveness that you possibly, that, that I, I'm not, I've been able to, Uh, put away with. He didn't say that. He said, restore to me what? The joy of thy salvation. And there's uh, also Peter that I think about. When he was there in in Luke chapter number 22, he's beginning to tell Jesus that in verse 33, he's saying, I'll go to prison for you. I'll die for you. I'll go no matter where it is. And in the very same chapter, guess what Peter's doing? He's denying the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the end of that chapter, guess what it says? That he went out and he wept bitterly. But yet there's a a time where our fellowship can be brought back together that we can and and that joy can be restored and so thankful for that. The joy of the Lord can be uh, uh, restored back to us. The joy of our salvation can be restored back to us Uh, and joy can be something that is given to each and every Christian and it is a birthright that God has given. He wants us to be full of joy. As a matter of fact, in Nehemiah 8, he says this, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Thank God that we have strength in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I begin to look through verse number 11, you can actually see a few things. When you look at verse number 11 in John 15, you can see the the purpose of his preaching. There's a purpose for him to preach. Why is it that I've I've spoken unto you that your joy, my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full? We also see the pattern of his preaching, that he's saying these things to those people. He's saying those things to those those loved ones. He's trying to give a, a, a word of encouragement. He's trying to say, I know you don't understand. I understand that I'm about to leave, and I'm telling you things that you really don't want to hear, but your my joy is going to remain, and your joy can be full. If you abide in me and stay within me and thank God that we have the privilege that is prepared because of that, that we have joy, joy, joy in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we've been promised the joy here in verse number, chapter number 14, verse number 27. Look with me just one chapter back. It says this, peace I leave with you. Glory to God. Thank God for peace. But look what it says next. My peace I give unto you. Wow. Well, there's a difference between just having peace and having his peace. The peace that passes all understanding. The peace, there's a double portion of that. But now our text in verse number 11 is saying that we can have joy. As a matter of fact, if you begin to look through these things that he's talking about, he's talking about love. He's talking about joy. He's talking about peace. That reminds me an awful lot of Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 22 and 23. 
thought about the, 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 the fruits of the Spirit, or the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, so on and so forth, that we have all those things. And the very first three is what Jesus Christ is telling them about, peace and love and joy. Thank God that we can be joyful people. We don't have to be angry because we're Christians. We don't need to be angry just because we're Christians. As a matter of fact, the thing that Jesus Christ says, that this is the way that everyone's going to know that you are my children, that ye love. I love preaching to a church that knows their Bible. Glory to God. That they love one another, that we love and, and, and care for each other. And, and joy is not just a, a, a having peace, but joy is, is having a peace that bubbles up inside of us, that we can get excited about knowing that God has got this no matter what's going on in our life, no matter how, uh, the situation that's happening, no matter the trial that we're going, no matter the mountain that we're climbing. God has this, and God is in control of all things. And I can have a peace, and it's bubbling up inside of me to know that God Almighty has got me in his hands. To know that that is it. I, I, I'm thankful for all of those things that we have. And, and we have these different directions. But then when I look through, last week we looked at the joy of, joy of salvation. Thank God. Being saved. <laughs> Being saved. Glory to God. We ought to just shout right there. Just know that, that we are on our way to heaven. You realize that this is... This is when Jesus Christ promises us to save us, that he has already given us a spot in heaven that we can be forevermore with him and worship him, glory to God. What joy that should bring to our hearts, what joy that should bring to our lives, just knowing that God has already made a reservation for me. When we begin to look at that joy of salvation, where do we get that joy? Well, it can only come from the one that provides salvation, Jesus Christ. I say it all the time, John 19, 30. It is finished. What a wonderful, wonderful verse to be able to know that God has finished my salvation. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to go out and sell coupons for it. I don't have to go out and sell. Y'all remember having to sell those chocolate bars when you were in high school or something like that? Praise God, a few of you do. Hey, man, I loved them. Glory to God, Brother Kyle. I wish somebody would come along and I'd buy a whole box from them. Glory be good. But I don't have to go out and do something to earn my salvation. I don't have to go out and, and earn it. I have it. Why? Because it is a gift from God that He has given to each and every one of us. And that brings joy in my life. The joy from Jesus Christ. I met Him. I know Him. Thank God that I know Him forevermore. But then our justification. Praise God that God has justified us. And we went through last week all those wonderful things that we have, but also the joy of salvation. But, but let us look on to this. What about the joy of serving? Wow. Wait a minute. Serving is usually means that this is a, 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 a terrible thing that I have to bow down to somebody. Well, I believe our Savior is the one that bowed down and washed the feet of his disciples. And, and we think about this, we say this, uh, Brother Steve, we say this all the time, uh, the feeding of the 5,000, how wonderful that was. But Jesus was the one that was feeding all those people. It's, not, it's more than just a miracle. We, we think if we focus on the miracle, but look at the servanthood, the, the servant that he was during that time serving all of those people, those 5,000 people that we don't even, the nameless 5,000 plus people that we don't even know. But Jesus Christ served them. But the greatest service that Jesus Christ ever did for us 
was to stretch out his arms and give us salvation on a cross. Glory to God, hallelujah. What a wonderful thought to be able to know that. And we're going to look, well, what a serving. Well, serving is, by the way, this is an action verb. That means you need to do something. You, <laughs> oh, careful, Brother Shane. Does that mean, I heard preachers used to say, get off the stool of do nothing. Oh, my. That means we need to serve, we need to do something. That's an, an action verb. It actually means to, to perform duties or services for another person. In this case, it is serving the Lord Jesus Christ, serving God Almighty, serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords. What a wonderful thing that we have the privilege, the joy to be able to serve Jesus Christ. Look what he says in verse number 11. I know I'm, I'm, I'm using this verse a lot, but boy, when we begin to look at it, the joy of serving, what does it say? These things have I spoken unto you. That my joy, well, what is that joy? My delight, my cheerfulness, my delight that I have. You realize that the Lord Jesus Christ has delight in each and every one of us? We are a joy to Him. We are a joy. Those that have trusted in Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are a joy to Him and He takes delight and He's cheerful and He's saying that I have my joy that might remain. Well, well, what does that remain look at? It looks like that it's continued and it's continued in an unchanged state. <laughs> Brother Earl, only an unchanging God. Hey man, say that one more time. Only an unchanging God can do that. Nobody else could do that. No one else can do that. Uh, we can have an unchanging joy. We can have an unchanging a cheerfulness, a, an excitedness, a, a delight within the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's going to never change within us. It, can, it doesn't have to change. And that your joy might be full. Now, I love that word. We begin to look at what, what does that mean, Brother Kramer? It means this. It means to, to cram as much as you possibly can. Push it in as much as you can. Get as much in there as you can. Now, when I was a kid, I, I told you all last week about getting gas. And boy, the, the price of gas, you, when you get to the pump, you better get as much as you possibly can. I, I, I even, Brother James, <laughs> I was getting gas the other day and, and three or four drops dropped. And I, I started to weep and gnash your teeth just to see those three or four drops. Uh, that's rough. But I, I also remember this. I begin to think, of, well, what am I cramming? I, my mom and dad, they used to, they, they ran a tight sheep, uh, ship. They, call, uh, they had a, really had a, a really tight ship that they would serve. And they always went through. They wanted to make sure that our rooms were clean, especially when somebody was coming over. Why do you wait to clean your house till somebody's coming over? But especially when somebody's coming over and they'd say, Brother Shane, Shane or they wouldn't call me Shane, they'd say, Jeremy Shane Roy, you get in there and you clean that room. And I'd take every toy that was laying all over the floors and I would get my arms and I would cram as many toys as I could. Y'all did it too, I can tell. Cram as many toys as I possibly could underneath that bed. And then, thank God that dad, mom and dad, they got me one of them bedroom suits that had one of those little skirts over the side of the bed. And then you make sure that you just cram it under there as much as you could. And that way, but, but that's what this word means, just pushing as much as you can. Cramming that joy into your life. Glory to God. When the Lord Jesus Christ begins to say, hey, I might, there's a little spot. I might be able to get a little more right there. Hey, there's a, there's a lot more. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The joy that He can give to us, the joy that He can push into our lives. He's just searching for a way to put a little more joy into our life. Boy, I, don't, I think I want a little more joy tonight. 
I want to be able to, to serve him a little more, a little more than I can. Let me say this, there ain't nothing like serving Jesus. There's nothing like serving the God of this universe. It brings joy unspeakable and, and it comes from serving God. As a matter of fact, in Deuteronomy chapter number 10, the Bible says this. He says this, that thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, thou shalt serve him, uh, shalt thou serve, and him shalt thou cleave and swear by his name. That means that I'm supposed to serve God with all I've got. That means also, and I love that word cleave, that word cleave in there is actually the same word that's used in Genesis chapter number 2, verse number 24, when it talks about somebody getting married and they leave their mother and their father and they cleave to their spouse. And by the way, a spouse is a man and a woman joined together under God. No matter what Congress says, that's a little rabbit, glory to God. But cleave means to cement, to bond in such a mighty way that it's, it's about impossible to break it apart. And that's exactly what we need to do. That They're bringing that cleaving to God, cleaving to Him and, and serving Him and, and doing all that we can. And make sure, and what do you say? How are you going to be able to serve Him like that? Well, number one, we've got to be dedicated in our service. We have to absolutely be dedicated in our service. That brings joy to our life when we have dedication. See, Matthew chapter number 10, or chapter number 4, verse number 10, Jesus Christ is out into the wilderness and he's going out there in the temptation and he's beginning to battle with the devil himself and thank God that God used the word of God. See, this amazes me uh, that, that he didn't use something that I didn't have access to. Glory to God. If you get a hold of that, glory to God. He didn't use something that I didn't have access to. He didn't use something that I couldn't do. I can use the Word of God on the devil, just like the Son of God used the Word of God on the devil. I can have the Word of God. I can quote the Word of God. I can give the Word of God to the devil and say, Get thee behind me. Why? Because God has given me the sword of the Spirit. God has given me a word that I might be able to tell him to get behind me when devil comes to me and temptations come and there's problems in my life. I can say, Thank God, by the Word of God, I can come forth shining as gold. Deuteronomy, when he says that, he's, uh, he's actually quoting in Deuteronomy when, and when and Jesus says this to the devil. He says, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Glory to God. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and Him only. <laughs> him only. Boy, the world that we live in, we got a lot of gods. Little G's. We've got a lot of gods that people are trying to set up. The government's trying to be a god. The schoolhouses are trying to be a god. <laughs> Lord help me. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get run out of here on a rail. There's a lot of things that are trying to set themselves up. There are sports figures trying to set them up as gods. There are, are people in this world that think they are something when they get up on a stage and they sing. But boy, I'd rather hear the people of God sing about the precious blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they're trying to set themselves up in such a way that they're saying, look to me, I can tell you what you need to know. Look to me and I can tell you what you need to believe in. No, we need to look to what God has already given to us. For as it is written in the word of God, that we should serve the Lord God only Him. 
Not only is it on him, thou shalt serve me. That actually means to, 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 to render a service or a homage to him. There's only one Savior. There's only one God that's worthy of our praise. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, he said that when he said to begin to, to, to serve him only. That means without an accompaniment. Nobody else. Don't even worry about having anybody else to even be there. Solitary worship goes to a solitary. Praise God, a God that is worthy. Thank God that we have that one. But then also, dedicated service takes you also to have to make sure that you have a desire to serve. When Jesus saved me, my desires changed. How many of you can say, when Jesus saved me, my desires changed? Boy, when, when Jesus Christ changed my eternity, my desires changed to do something great for Him. Not for myself, but for Him. My King changed. <laughs> Hallelujah, glory to God. My King changed. My citizenship changed. I, my father changed. Glory to God. I've got, got a wonderful earthly father, but thank God I've got a heavenly father that loves me and cares for me and is there for me every step of the way. He cares for me, walks and talks with me and tells me that I am one of his own and I believe I'm one of his favorites. Praise God. But we have uh, this desire that's changed. Our, our father changes. Our, our king changes. Our destination changes. My eternity changed forever. And I desire to serve him. Why? Not to be able to earn that, but thank him for what he has done for me. Well, isn't it wonderful that we can thank someone? Now, I've had some people to say, you don't need to thank me for this. But I've been taught to say thank you. And, and, and we really need, we need to do that. Why do I serve God? Because I want to thank Him for what He has done for me. Boy, saying this in Colossians chapter number 3, it says this, Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. That's why I serve Him, that I might be able to, to inherit something that I might be able to give back to Him. And, and that, as that old song says, the longer I serve Him, The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Boy, God's been good to me. I was saved when I was a six-year-old little boy, and I have, I have been so excited that God has changed my life ever since then. Have I always been on cloud nine? Absolutely not. Have I always done exactly everything just right? Absolutely not. But I've got a Savior that did everything just right. Thank God that I could go to a right place. Lord Jesus Christ has saved my soul. And thank God that I can serve Him with a little bit. And there's joy in serving the Lord. But then also... There's going to be a joy so sudden. <laughs> I thank God when we're able to get in services like we've been able to have, where we can feel the presence of God. You can feel the Lord just moving around in this place. You can see that God is moving. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I just think it's absolutely awesome because you, you can see from up here on the platform, you can see some people that, boy, they're just getting blessed and they got their hands raised. And then there's some people that's just being blessed and they're shouting hallelujah. And there's some people that's so blessed they done passed out. 
Don't start hitting each other now. Now, come on. Boy, there's people who just get blessed on so many different levels that you just don't know. Uh, they're getting a blessing. Now, my wife, my wife is one of those ones, and Brother Joe talks about Sister Heather and Sister Julie, that if they ever shout, the rapture's taking place right then. I guarantee it. Especially my wife. She gets excited and she, she, she just wants to praise the Lord. What her excitement is and the way she acts, you just see a tear. That is running a lap in Heather's book. Now me, on the other hand, I'm a little more subdued. No. I get excited, I might jump. Praise God. I might shout. I may thank God. Hey, I'm just, hey, at this size, I'm glad to be able to get off the ground. Hallelujah. But no. We, we have this joy that's in serving, but then there's coming a time that there's going to be a joy that is so sudden that all of a sudden, His joy has remained in me all of these years. Since a six-year-old little boy, God has been wanting to cram all the joy that He possibly can and give me all the joy, and I'm here, and I'm 40-something years old. And, and I ain't admitting to that anymore, praise God. But I am, I am over 40 now, and uh, I can feel it. That means Michelle and Mandy are way up there, glory to God. Uh, they have been pushing all that joy for so long. But then there's going to be a joy in the twinkling of an eye. We think the joy of the Lord is so wonderful and the, 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 the presence of God is great here. And I'll be honest with you, in Psalm 16, it, the psalmist is actually saying, Thou shalt show me in the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there is the pleasures forevermore. I feel his presence here. But there is coming a day that there's going to be more than just the presence of feeling him present with me. But there's going to be a presence that I could see my Lord and my Savior Jesus Christ face to face. There's, there's going to be a time where I don't have to wonder about it. I don't have to look through a glass dimly. I don't have to wonder what he looks like. I don't have to wonder uh, how he's going to come. But thank God, I'll see him and he'll be coming bodily from me and bringing me back, glory to God, with him forevermore. And oh, what joy I will have so suddenly when I see my Lord face to face. That's actually in Psalm chapter number 16. He's saying that in thy presence is the presence is fullness of joy. And I begin to look up that. And this is amazing, Brother Shane. It's not just in thy presence, just filling him and being here with us and, and being able to commune with him. But that is a presence of face to face. There's going to be a day where I get to see my Savior face to face. Boy, his presence is going to be so clear. In the moment of a twinkling in an eye and at the last trump of God, there's going to be a time when the Lord Jesus Christ comes and gets his children and we'll be able to go for him forevermore. And I love that in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse number 18. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What? That Jesus Christ is coming again. How to know what a wonderful thought. Then I get to worship him. I get to worship him in person, right there at his feet, glory to God. Now, I, I love, I love, I love technology. It's great. It when it works, it's great. But have you ever, have you ever, you got to where we actually had phone calls? 
And then we got to a place where now we have FaceTime or video calls. And that's great. And, and I'm thankful that when I'm out of town, I can FaceTime Heather. I can talk to her. I can see her. I can see her. And, and please don't text. Praise God. There's so much lost in translation. There's been more fights over text messages than anything else. That's not what I meant, but that's the way you took it. Hallelujah. But you can see the facial expressions. That's great that you can see that. But then when I get home and I walk in and I see my bride and I see her smiling face and I get to hug her, there's something special about that. Why? Because there's coming a day when we apply this to the bride of Christ that we've been able to talk with Him and we've been able to walk with Him. We've been able to enjoy moments of of His presence here with us. But then there is coming a day, (laughs) hallelujah, that we will see Him face to face. Oh, what joy shall fill my heart when I see my Savior face to face. Revelation chapter number 5 verse number 12. What are they saying? Worthy is the Lamb of God. Who's the only one that's worthy of our praise? The Lamb of God. And I will get to see with Him and oh what joy will be able to come into our life. But I ask you once again tonight your gas gauge your joy gauge is it half full? Is it at a quarter of a tank? Is it three quarters? Are you doing pretty good? Or are you full? Are you full of joy? Because God doesn't want you half, one quarter, or three quarter. God wants your joy to be full. And tonight we can come to this old-fashioned altar and we can give it over to God and whatever is robbing you of your joy, give it to Him. And this is the secret. Leave it in His hands. Because so many times, I'll be honest with you, so many times, Brother Kramer, I believe that we go and we go to an altar and we, we give it over, but then we also just pick it back up and we take it back to the pew with us. What we need to do is just give it to Him. See, what blesses my soul is I look through these altars and I get to come here during the week and you can see tear stains all along this altar. People that's been giving over to God. Maybe tonight we just need to shed a few tears and say, God, my joy. I want my joy back. The devil's been fighting me for my joy and I need the joy of my salvation back. I need that restored to me. I want my joy of being able to serve you. God, it's been so long since something has happened. Something happened years ago and I just hadn't been able to let it go. Lord, I need my joy back tonight. God, I'm looking forward to the day that you are going to come and you're going to split the sky and I'm going to be able to be with you. I'm looking forward to that. But right now, I'm still here on this old earth. I need my joy. I don't know about you, but I've had to pray that prayer many a times. God, I need my joy. Only you could restore it to me tonight.
Let's stand all over the building. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this.